0: Very soon. Welcome to the Jay Vaz Show. Yeah,
1: welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Vaz, and you are listening to the Jay Vaz Show. Today's show is going to be a good one. But first of all, hope everybody had a great Easter. Hope everybody had a great weekend, and hope you guys had a great 420, if that's what you do this weekend. You already know what it is. It's Music Mondays, which means we're going to be joined by artists from all over the world. Today's artist is from Denver, Colorado. Before we get in there. Quick promo, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to. Subscribe, follow, like, whatever the case might be. Make sure you rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. Let them know to tune in because we are the voice of the underground. We support all the independent artists. And make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at The JVAS Show. That is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, check out the website, thejvasshow.com. That's the easiest way to keep up with what we got going on as far as events. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is very important. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And um, this show is brought to you by Snap and Design. If you need photography, artwork, your logo, your album cover, hit up. Uh, snap and design on instagram at snap and design underscore also brought to you by blackout ent if you need a commercial for your business commercial for your next project if you need your next performance recorded hit up blackout ent on instagram at blackout uh, underscore ent those uh, links are on the description of the podcast and today we are joined by an artist from denver colorado G-Styles. He'll be talking about his writing process, the awards that he's won, uh, upcoming projects. He'll be talking about uh, coming up in the music industry, how long he's been doing music, that, and much more on the J-Bass Show. Baby, let's go! Everybody wanna
0: hurt me Wanna treat me like I ain't worthy Wanna do me dirt cause they dirty Thirsty motherfuckers wanna murk me What? Everybody wanna hurt me Wanna treat me like I ain't worthy Wanna do me dirt cause they dirty. Dirty. Thirsty motherfuckers wanna murk me. But well, I'm like, hell nah, I better pump the brakes. Nah. I don't deal with you snakes and the rest of you face. Don't first put my fucking wig in, throw me in a lace. Yeah. Try to do your homie savage, when I'm stranding in this place. Yeah. Wrong move, motherfuckers, now you lose. Little buses, spit the truth hey. on you, suckers, man, you hey. knew hey. I'm the ruckus. Man, I don't know what's up, but I came for the worst. Yeah. Bitches already talking shit about my first Schools up in the hearse so I can load up these mobile rapping hey. addict little baggage. Oh, don't wanna be faggots, I'm already causing damage and I barely walked in. Huh. Clock B when I seen that bitch and I lost it. Huh. Ross beat from the key, get your jaw split. Gone off for that crown and that. Rise in. now I'm back on the dark side trying to be a good man, but it's not right and you know what, yeah. fuck it, I can never please every single person, so it's time for me to leave cause I'm working like a fiend, and I'm certain that a motherfucker only wanna see that I'm worthless, yeah. now they hating cause I'm murking in the creed, got them hurting, stop it all I wanna do is live my life That's keep right. busting my ass at the sign of five anybody wanna hurt me, they gon' meet the 45 and you know why, everybody wanna hurt me, hurt me. wanna treat me like I ain't worthy. worthy wanna do me dirt cause they dirty, dirty. Thirsty. thirsty motherfuckers wanna, wanna murk me. me what, everybody wanna hurt me Wanna treat me like like I ain't ain't worthy worthy. Wanna do me dirt cause they dirty Dirty. Dirty. Thirsty motherfuckers wanna mark me Oh oh no, I don't like that Gotta keep my focus, never sidetracked In my lifespan, chose the right path Grab the pinot off the wine rack, slide back White crack, bitch your mama when I fight back from Colorado, homie, fucking a Rather get high and rap, and I'm high in fact. Now I'm finna hijack, fucking dead ass. No when I pass, with the crew, when I slash, cause they go the ass. Never losing my chance, no more rules on that ass. I be bruising your fast, cause I'm through with the trash, and you foolish Bitch, what you think about me? Running it down, shove it up your ass. Everybody getting smashed, everybody giving up the cash. Are your little hoes finna lose your cash. What you think about that, huh? Bitch. Shut the fuck up, man. You heard what I said. Do I gotta kick you in the head, put the infrared. to your home stairs, spray you in your bed, just to get you listening. Visions being sickening, blisterin', shining almost glistening, running to oblivion. everyone surrendering, call me old fashioned, but motherfuckers synonym, you ain't never getting it, huh? Don't even understand what's offendin'. Son Watch me hold the gold like Olympians. I'm the dopest out here, period. King of Colorado, yeah, I'm serious. I don't really Critic, no kill that beat till the beat's just finished. Treat you little haters like you fucking up my image. Bitches, bitches, bitches. Everybody wanna hurt me, wanna treat me like I ain't worthy. Worthy. Wanna do me dirt cause they dirty. Dirty. Thirsty Thirsty. motherfuckers wanna murk me. What? Everybody wanna hurt me, wanna treat me like I ain't worthy. worthy. Wanna do me dirt cause they dirty. Dirty. Thirsty motherfuckers wanna murk me. What?
1: And joining us now from Southern Colorado, because he said we mentioned the name of his town. People ain't going to know what it is. All the way from Colorado (laughs) to Houston, Texas. I'm not in Houston. I'm in Belleville, Texas, but you get it. G Styles, welcome to the show, man.
2: Yo, thanks for having me.
1: Hey, man. Thank you for making time for us, man. We appreciate it. So uh, we 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 were talking about, you know, the side of Colorado you're from. Uh, before we get into, we get we get into getting to know you as an artist and as a person, you said, uh, "What's the name of the town where you're where you're currently at?"
2: So I'm uh, in Alamosa, Colorado. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. So, yeah,
2: so it's a uh, it's a uh, we're on the we're on the border of uh, New Mexico, kind of. We're like pretty close to Taos, New Mexico, and uh, what other town? I'm trying to think of uh, Walsenburg and Pueblos to the north of us a little bit. Gotcha.
1: Oh and shit. And you said before, uh, you're originally from Colorado Springs, you said, huh?
3: That's right. What, what do you f- like more, Alamosa or Colorado Springs?
2: <laughs> oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot out huh, for that. No, uh, <laughs> they both out there, you know. The thing about um Colorado Springs, there's a lot more going on as far as, like, uh, getting gigs and just things to do at night, you know, in general. and uh, But it's real busy all the time, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a big city, and um, Alamosa is real laid back, so that's what I kind of like about Alamosa is that I could kind of just smoke a bowl outside if I feel like it, and I have to worry about somebody seeing me and reporting me or something. <laughs> I could just <laughs> relax, you know, and go what? and see the wildlife and stuff, go for a hike, whatever, you know? Oh, shit. Now, why would somebody report you? Well, in the city or something, if you're just smoking outside, somebody might call you, call the cops on you still. Even though it's legal in Colorado, you're not really supposed to be smoking it in public, you
3: know? Uh, I was doing it all the way wrong when I was out there, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks
1: for the heads up. Thanks for...
2: <laughs> uh,
3: so, I think man, most places the, just tolerate it, though, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, eh, yeah, whatever, It was man. definitely
3: quiet around lunchtime when I was in Denver, though. It, when it was lunchtime, there was, like, everybody... There's like, the streets were, like, empty. I'm you like, know? where the fuck is everybody at? <laughs> yeah. It so let's...
2: Well, let's, the thing about uh, Colorado Springs is that they don't have a you're not allowed to have a wreck over there so it's all uh you have to have a medical card you know to get anything around spring so if you want to go to wreck you have to actually drive what about an hour or two either north or south to go to another town oh uh,
3: that's yeah that's it's numbers. crazy we're right
2: in the middle yeah <laughs> that's
1: that, that's my drive anywhere where i live if i, if I want to go to houston's like an hour oh. and a half that's why i'm like that's rookie numbers we do this <laughs> We do this on the daily, but shit, let's get right into this, man. Um, so G Styles from Colorado, uh, talk to us, talk to us about yourself, man. Give us a little bit of, of a background. Where are you from? And um, uh, you know, let's get to know uh, G Styles as as a person. Where, where where are you originally from? And how this uh, idea of getting in the rap industry come about?
2: Yeah, so I was born and raised in Colorado Springs, and um, I was out there for at least until. Like a ninth grade or so, and then that's when I moved out to the uh, San Luis Valley. That's where Alamosa's at. But uh, when I was growing up in uh, Colorado Springs, I had some older cousins that were really into doing freestyling and shit like that. So I used to always kind of idolize them, you know, watching all the stuff they did, and I thought I was cool trying to, you know, be part of it. So I kind of started working on my craft on the on the low, and then once I got, you know, confident enough, I, I started rapping in front of them and. They really thought it sounded good, so I kind of kept going with it. And by the time I knew that I was, it was kind of something that I just I had to do pretty much every single day, whether it was you know recording or just writing a song or whatever the case was. And so I just kind of stuck with it from there. And then I, uh, I started doing a little bit more recording. I'd say um, I guess it was probably about tenth grade or so, <clears throat> with uh, one of my uh, high school teachers actually. What? So he had this, uh, this little, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So he had this, uh, little studio in his, uh, his garage and he knew how to make uh, some kind of like whatever beats. He wasn't really a hip hop guy. He was more into like folk music and stuff like that, but he was a big time tech dude. So he knew how to engineer. So uh, me and, uh, one of my other buddies, uh, Adam Hawk is uh, also known as confusing behavior that we had a little group along with my other friend, uh, DRK. Uh, we used to call ourselves Eight Thousand Feet, and we still kind of do stuff together now. But uh, that was our group in high school, and uh, we used to go over there and start kind of messing around, doing freestyles over some uh, some beats that we threw together real quick. And then we started really getting into it more, and started putting together like a demo so we can kind of you know show people around and stuff. And from there, we started really like working more on it. And when you know, graduating and stuff, I put some uh, I actually put my uh, scholarship money. <laughs> into a studio <laughs> and then from there i started oh. kind of doing my own stuff yeah <laughs> hey <it's good laughs> so, uh, <to> <laughs> yeah i thought it was too so i was already i was barely a freshman in uh, college and i was actually already doing a bunch of you know engineer work as far as uh, mixing and recording and doing all that cool stuff so and it was kind of uh, something i just kind of kept going with and over the years I, you know i flipped equipment and bought new equipment better equipment
1: do you currently mix and master your own tracks?
2: I do. I actually just barely started mastering here in the last year or so. I uh, used to only mix and then I was send it off to get mastered by somebody else. Nice. But uh, i actually been doing a lot of it on my own this last, um, let me see, in the last two projects, yeah, I did it on my own.
3: Wow. I mean, I I listen to a, a lot of your stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, are all a lot of those mixed and mastered by you as well, or mixed at least? So I think if it's
2: on the uh, Spotify, it's, I think those are the ones that were actually mastered by uh, my buddy uh, Danny Drinks, and uh, he's actually worked with a lot of cats out of uh, Texas, stuff like whoa, that whoa, in California. Whoa, whoa. So
1: this is the same. Is this the same guy that worked with Troublesome?
2: Yep, exactly. Yep.
1: Ah, shout out to the boy uh, Trova yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that name sounded familiar.
3: Shout out to so,
2: <laughs> so shout out Danny Drinks, man. Helped me a lot with that uh, album. He did all the mastering on that. Actually, he did a lot of the mixing on there as well. I think he might have done almost every track on there. And then he uh, produced, I think, uh, at least two songs on there, for sure. So, nice. And, yeah, so he, he's, a, he's a good producer, man. A really good producer.
3: So, uh, so why the name G-Styles?
2: What's behind the name? Where did it come from? So actually, uh, when I was in high school, I can't even remember who the exactly gave me that name, but somebody started calling me G-Styles, and then everybody just kept calling me that from there on. And um, they used to just call me Little G there for a long time because uh, my pops, they used to just call them G all the time, you know? So when I'd be around him, I used to always get called Little G. <laughs> uh- so, <laughs> Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, somebody started calling me G styles in, in like high school. It was, I believe and from there, I just, uh, it kind of stuck with me. And I always, uh, kind of thought about changing it because it kind of puts me in a particular category right away. Everybody thinks I'm a gangster rapper right off the bat because it's G styles, you know? G. So it's yeah. really more like, uh, it comes, yeah. So it's more from my name and more from like, I'd say it's more like guaranteed styles is what I like to say. It's, it stands for more. Cause I, uh, I like to mix up all my stuff. I don't like to just do one kind of genre. I can do a bunch of different things. So I know a lot of people used to call me a uh, versatile stylist because I still always do, you know, all this different stuff. And that was actually the name of my first, uh, like LP from like length album it was a uh, versatile. And I believe that's still on Spotify and iTunes
3: and all that stuff too. All right. Yeah. Go back and check that out. <laughs> tracks. Yeah. And it's it's interesting you say that. Yeah. We're going to touch on a little bit of that later
1: um did you always like you know i know you said that um you grew up you know idolizing your 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 cousins that they rapped and i know you say you started rapping since ninth grade and but did mute was music something that you knew you wanted to do from the get-go or did you always see yourself doing something else besides music
2: actually when i, I first started i was more like an artist is what i was getting i was really into art and i actually even went to uh when i went to college i was doing a lot of art classes and all that and I was majoring in art but uh <clears throat> no I uh I used to do more like a hobby at first and then um the more I like got into buying my own equipment and all that I kind of really started getting the feel of like loving the engineer work you know of it all and just you know just getting the feel of like doing my own recording without having to pay somebody else to do it that's the big thing that I was on you know yeah is that you know after I uh, did that demo with our high school teacher I used to actually uh, go to this other buddy of mine over here in uh, Alamosa. His name was, uh, is Matt Martinez, uh, DOA from Play His Crew. And uh, he used to help me out at first, uh, doing a lot of the first recordings, and he showed me how to you know, mix on the analog <laughs> recorders and stuff. So I used to have an old uh, Korg D1200, and that thing you know, only had like 12 tracks on it, so you used to have to do your tracks, bounce them down, do more tracks, bounce them down. <laughs> So it was a lot of work, you know, back then. So when you used to do, you know, analog mixing, it was you had to basically you had to be a really great engineer to sit there and do all that work because it was real tedious. When you had to have that sound perfect, because you couldn't save it, you know.
1: Yeah, what still gets me is that you were recording with your high school teacher. That's that's fucking dope, man. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying to have your teacher like, hey, you you rap shit, you know, come to come to my basement, let's record some shit. That's dope. You know you how you got yeah.
3: those uh, those um uh, like you know stories where like the artists are like with you know performers are like, Yeah, you know, my teacher said I wouldn't shit. you know, you actually had a teacher like, you know what, I <laughs> believe in you. Come to my house. Yeah. I got stuff for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he did push us really. That's what it did is he, he put that belief in us to keep going with it and uh, he just wanted to give us an opportunity to do stuff and he totally didn't even know, you know, what we were like doing half the time. He would just open up the studio and get us all set up and he would take off and come back you know, hour or two later, check up on us and stuff. And we'd have a song or two done. And then he'd sit there and mix it down for us. And <laughs> nice. so it was kind of cool to be able to do all that. Create. We had like our own creative space to where we didn't have to have somebody telling us what we could and couldn't do. You know,
1: do you remember your teacher's name?
2: Yeah. His name was uh, Mr. Creary. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out Mr. Creary, Adam Creary, man. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I still remember his studio. was, uh, studios. Salix studios
1: nice nice that's dope man put him on a mask (laughs) yeah so so let me ask you this g styles um you know you did mention that you can do you're versatile that you can do other genres uh why hip-hop why did you choose hip-hop
2: oh because i can't sing worth the shit pretty much (laughs) (laughs) straight up no uh, no hip-hop is cool because i could uh, you could do a bunch you can actually kind of incorporate all that different shit into it you know uh the thing about hip hop is I really like freestyle and that's the thing I really got into at first when I was, you know, just getting started, I used to watch my uh, cousins doing the freestyle. So that's what I was really into. And so I kind of perfected my craft into doing that. And it just seems like with all these different genres, I can kind of mix myself in. I just actually did this, uh, little jam session. Uh, I think it was about three weeks ago at this little local bar over here called the square peg brewery. And, um, we had a whole band there. They were, they were a jazz band is what they were. And, then, and none of them were like the actual band. They were just a bunch of guys that were local, you know, coming together to do a little jam session. So none of these guys had like rehearsed together or any of this stuff, but uh, I showed up and these guys are all jazz and folk musicians and stuff. And I'm this uh, hip hop artist, you know? And I uh, told them, I don't really want to do, you know, any of my own music here. Cause I'm way out of, you know, it's just way out of there. You know, it doesn't seem like it fits. So I I sat down with the drummer and I asked him if he could come up with a little hip hop beat for me to kind of freestyle over to. And uh, he didn't really even understand what a hip hop beat like sounded like, to be honest with you. (laughs) So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. So I was like, well, you know, I said, it's kind of like a jazz beat, just kind of speed it up a bit. And so he started doing what he could. And uh, I just kept kind of going or within adjusting his speed, you know, to my flow and stuff. And then by the time I knew it, all these different people were cool. We had a, a bass player and we had a little mandolin player and a saxophone and all these guys just jumped in and did a 10-minute freestyle with this uh, band I never even, you know, done anything with before. So that's, dope. that's the cool thing I like about, you know, doing hip-hop is that, you know, hip-hop, you can kind of incorporate it into anything as long as, you know, you have the right kind of style to fit with it.
3: Nice. Dope. You uh I mean, it sounds like this was a, a a passion of yours, you know, growing up. Was there anything outside of music that you uh that you wanted to do or was when in your mind is like this is when especially when Mr. Curry came in the picture, it was like, This is it, this is what I wanna do, this is what I love. Yeah, pretty much as far
2: as uh, I wanted to just be an MC at first, you know, I didn't really want to mess. I wanted to just be the guy that just came in the studio and just laid my verse down and took off after that, (laughs) you know, because it's a lot of uh, technical stuff and I didn't really want to get into that at first because I was just kind of being stubborn about it all. But uh, I think once I, you know, actually started sitting down and messing with it, because there was times where he would just say, I don't really have time to sit here and mix down this stuff. You guys have to learn it on your own, you know? Yeah. So we'd have to really sit there. And Once I started doing all that, I think, that's where it kind of clicked in my brain that I could do it, you know, and I started getting it started becoming more fun than a, a job at that point.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, so you you did say you have other genres that that you liked. Uh, what what are your influences? Are are they all hip hop or or is it other styles of music? And and who or, you know who's the artists you you're influenced by?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I listen to a ton of music. So actually, uh I worked at a radio station for a long time of uh, about ten years, I think it was. And uh, the whole time I was uh, doing all kinds of different shows. I would do a rock show, a blues show, jazz show, whatever, you know, they needed done. <clears throat> and so doing all that, I uh, I started learning about all these different uh, musicians and stuff. And that's where I really, like, started enjoying listening to that stuff on my own. So actually, when I'm home, I'm listening to, like, classic rock and soul music and um, R&B, blues. I actually only listen to hip-hop probably about a quarter of the time I'm home, like, in my spare time, you know? yeah. And so uh, I like a bunch of different stuff.
1: And who, who, are, who are your influences? Like, who influences you to make your music?
2: So, as far as hip hop, uh, the main one influence I'd say is Gangstar, uh, Talib Kwali. Uh, I like Living Legends, like, especially the Grouch and uh, Eli. And then I really like Atmosphere, is like one of my biggest uh, influences. So, that's like Slug and At. Uh, more of like some Minneapolis uh, hip hop and stuff like that and then um, more old school stuff too I was like more I was really into Tupac of course and you know Biggie and Him uh, and Big Al and uh, Nas and all these guys like that All right, and on. then uh, as far as like uh, soul music and all that I, I'm really into Brenton Woods and I'm into uh, you know uh, Percy Sledge and uh, Al Green and more of the hardcore like soul soul people you know
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So we were reading, we were reading on your um some of your accomplishments that that you've done here with the with the music industry. Um you said your first single uh titled I Want You was a top seven hit on 96-1, which is a uh the beat in Colorado. Uh you also uh your album Memories of an MC, the track named uh Battle Wounds was um I believe you won the award for the uh Southwest Indie Awards for Song with the Social Message. And then in 2017, yeah, right. uh Cool Calm Collective nominated for Album of the Year and Song of the Year. Um and then you won Song of the Year in 2018, named Incomplete. Um what like talk to us about these accomplishments and, and how that feels to be able to do you know, because a lot of people will go years and years and and not not even do any of this stuff. So tell me how it felt to have your song be on the top seven for for consecutive weeks, uh, and and you know, being nominated and winning awards for song of the year.
2: Yeah. So the uh <clears throat> the ninety six one the B was a really that was a really good accomplishment I felt because we used to listen to that station growing up, you know. So it was like really an accomplishment to be able to even get on that radio station in the first place. And they used to have this, uh, it was like a competition basically. So every month they would, uh, have people voting for all these local bands and you had to be good enough to actually get in the competition first of all. And then they would start voting on in once, uh, you know, they see who the top votes were, they would put them in those places. And our song, uh, it just came out. It was one of those pop hits, you know, like, <laughs> so usually I try not to do too much like pop music, you know what I mean? But, this one was more of a pop song, you know, and, uh, we had an R&B singer, his name's a uh, Soul J. He actually still does a lot of really good stuff. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to check him out, he actually goes by Jason Martin now. Jason Martin. So, uh, yeah, so he's pretty good. So he's really good, actually. Does a lot of his own stuff. But anyway, he, um, he helped us with that song and it was just really catchy. And I just remember people calling me up uh, from Colorado Springs and telling me, Hey, I just heard your song on the radio. Like, and I didn't even promote that it was going to be, uh, you know, coming on. So that's how I knew a lot of people were listening to it. So it got this big thing and we didn't expect to even make it to the top 10 because they didn't have a top 10. It was actually a top seven is what it was. Nice. And so if you didn't make it into the top seven, you know, out of a couple of hundred different uh, local acts, you pretty much, uh, you didn't make it, you know? And so it was nice. Uh, the first week we only made it to like, number seven we barely made it in there like number seven <laughs> like we just barely barely squeaked by you know and then i think uh for me being on the top seven uh, and being heard by all these people uh the next week we actually were down to six and then five and then by the time we made it all the way down to second nice you know within that whole time and it stayed on the air for the, all those weeks you know so the whole time we were getting all this uh recognition and play and stuff and that kind of really boosted us up to where we were able to book gigs left and right in Colorado Springs and in Denver and stuff like that without having problems because it's really hard to, you know, book a gig in these real big venues without being known in some way.
1: So Hmm. what's the music scene like in Denver? Like, uh, obviously, like, like as far as, you know, I don't think I've heard of many Denver (coughs) artists, like hip hop artists, at least not that I'm aware of but what's it like like it's it's a very heavy with hip-hop or or what do you normally you know hear people jamming to out there
2: so as of late it's actually a lot different than it was in the last few years you know it was real hip-hop heavy uh, for a good while and lately it's i mean it's still hip-hop heavy but um it's gotten such to the point where it's such a big city that they only bring in really big acts you know what i mean so they don't really do a whole lot of local showcases anymore like they used to. So a lot of the music that you're hearing in Denver is going to be these real big acts, you know, like Nigos. And I can't even, I can't even think of who else they've had there recently, but, uh, you know, these, these big acts you see all over TV and all over the radio, it's all over the place. So we don't really see as many anymore lately. So it seems like the hip hop seems kind of traveling this way a little bit because Colorado Springs seems like is the place where a lot of hip hop's happening right now. And, um, as far as local scene and stuff like that, you can actually go to a bar and you're probably going to catch a hip-hop show more likely. Gotcha.
3: So with the scene being how it is right now and you actually uh, having the achievements that you have accomplished, uh, does that add pressure on, on you as an artist coming out of Denver that they're not, uh, there's not a big uh, face for Denver and as well as you know on your upcoming projects you know you've accomplished so much does that put any pressure on you to you know put out uh, you know just a phenomenal album
2: oh yeah big time so this album that I'm working on right now it's I've been working on it for two years already for that exact reason pretty much because I wanted to make sure every single song was perfect as far as the beats the uh, way the verses came out just pretty much all the ins and outs because In the past, uh, I've done albums where, you know, you get to the very tail end of the album and you're kind of just rushing the last song or two just to kind of get it done in time for the deadline. And then at the end of it all, you're kind of disappointed in that one or two songs on there. And uh, I just didn't really want that to happen for this project. So so having been able to win those uh, awards and everything from the last project, I knew I had to kind of up my game a lot more on this one for sure. And I wanted to make sure every single thing sounded just right and then uh with danny drinks being the producer on the last one as well you know i had to make sure i oh <laughs> my game up to be able to match his uh his accomplishments as well because a lot of his uh you know what he did made my sound quality great to be able to even get nominated and all that for the awards in the first place
1: nice nice yeah, so uh
2: that's kind of where i'm Yeah, I'm trying to just make sure i uh you know i i soar
3: above all that
1: yeah back door with with, with something just as good or better um, when did your first album drop? Well, how long ago has it been since your first album dropped?
2: Let's see. So Versatile was my first album, and I believe that was 2011. Yeah, 2011 is when that dropped. What what kind of feedback so were, I've you, been doing. were
1: you getting from, from that?
2: So Versatile is the one that actually had that I Want You song on it. So I got a real good feed. That was like the probably the uh, biggest, I'd say, hit on that song, on that CD. And then I had another song called Another Day, which I have a video on uh, YouTube to that one. And it's already at about, I think it's close to 5,000 plays now, which it probably should be up more, but uh, I started kind of pushing it to the back burner to put up other projects, you know? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, those two were the big ones, you know?
1: So um, you, you're currently working on another project, correct? Yep. What's What's the title of your, of your new project?
2: So this new project is going to be called The Nomad and the reason for uh for the nomad is basically the entire project is going to be based on uh, hunting and gathering samples and putting together stuff like old school boom bap you know and so this whole album is going to take you back to more of the uh, you know a lot of the the work that comes into hip hop like they used to do back in the 90s and early 2000s where you know you made the entire beat from scratch where you grabbed every sample, you had to sit there and go through millions of records <laughs> to yeah. find the right sample, you know, to put it all together. So that's what I'm trying to go back to on this one is, uh, all the beats and everything have been sampled from either, you know, old school soul records and jazz records. And then there's a bunch of like real cool samples I actually, uh, spent a whole year just uh, sampling stuff for movies that I thought would fit in there, you know, and it's really hard to try to find something that fits, Into that, you know, specific theme. So, (laughs) yeah. So So, I've been uh, hunting for samples and all that the last uh, year or so, just trying to put this all together. So, so back to the basics.
1: Let me let me ask you this: You know, we we just talked about the accomplishments on your previous projects and how that was added pressure, you know, for your you know current and upcoming projects as well. So, in in your opinion, what's the difference? between your first album and the one you're currently working
2: on? A big difference. I actually go back a lot of times and do that once I'm a little further into a project that I'm working on currently. I like to go back on the old projects and listen to them to see you know, what the difference is. Because you know, after uh, after writing to the song, uh, recording it, mixing the mastering, and doing everything on my own, I'm so tired of hearing the song already <laughs> by the time it's finished <laughs> that I usually take a break from all the albums so like I'll you know I'll promote it and everything like that, but I don't actually listen to my own CD uh, too much once it's been put out. I kind of just keep telling other people to listen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time I take a real big break from it, and then I'm able to listen to it with a whole fresh ear, you know, months later, sometimes even a year. I've gone a whole year without listening to a record, one of my records before, just to see what it sounds like, you know, to mm-hmm. actually get a good opinion because, you know, listening to it right after I released it, I have I'm I'm my biggest critic, you know, I'm gonna keep saying no, that song is horrible. I can't even believe I put this out. And then, you know, a year later, I can listen to the same song and be like, oh man, I can't believe I did put this out. This is a great song. <laughs> Makes <laughs> sense. Good Lord. Yeah, so uh, sometimes you just got to step back from it. And, you, you know, anything you do too much, you know, you're going to kind of start hating it after a while, especially if you're making it a tedious thing. So that's mm-hmm. what I kind of try to do in my albums is just kind of just step back to that. But yeah, I, I do feel like this one's up to the game, especially on, uh, well, everything... As far as the way I wrote my flows and everything, I've been real particular about the way I deliver stuff now as I've been wanting everything to land right on point, you know. And with my first album, I, there was a couple of songs I put on there that I, I could have been more on point on, you know, or I could have just left the whole song off the album in the first place, you know. So I, I think between that album and this album, I've been real picky about what's going to be put on there. I've already, I think I had about probably close to 30 songs for this album that I'm working on now, and I've narrowed it down to about
3: 15 now. Wow. I mean, that's got to feel good though, that you can just like pick and choose and you have like yeah. a catalog to choose from. So, you know, we talked about it earlier and you brought it up that you're, you know, you switch, you're versatile. You, you switch up your sounds. And that's what I got a lot of uh, going through your music on uh, on Spotify and, and SoundCloud. Now, do you, is that natural to you or well, what, I, what, Drive you to change up the, uh, the flow? Is it the beat? Um, is it just your mindset? Talk to us about that. Yeah, so what I like to do
2: is when I hear the beat for the first time is I like to actually close my eyes and listen to it. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know what, if this is, happens with other people, but uh, I, I always see like a color, you know, whatever color it is. So if it's a real happy beat, I always like see this you know, yellow or blue in my head. You're just high as kind fuck. Of That's gets what me it in is. That m- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the light, that's man. The
3: thing, no, that's the thing though. Uh, like, no, you, no, yeah, I'm hear, just fucking with you. You <laughs> see, sound and color. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, you keep talking, man.
2: Yeah, so um, so basically, I, I kind of go. I start off that way to kind of see what the fill is gonna be for. You know, if it's a real calm beat, I kind of start filling out more or less what I should, you know, what cadence I should be using on it. If I should be spitting fast, slow. I should be doing any kind of like singing course. if it's going to be more of an R&B song, if it's going to be more of a party song, whatever it's going to be, you know, I, that's the first thing I always kind of feel like. So I, I always listen to the beat a couple of times before I even start messing with it at all. And then uh, right away after that, the first thing I start doing is freestyling to it, you know, so I can kind of really get the rhythm down. That's kind of how I get my rhythms down. All the times I always freestyle to it. There's times where I've, I've actually freestyled uh, to the same beat like four or five times and recorded it and then went back and chopped all the best lines out of it and put it all together in a rap that way. Mm-hmm. So I like doing different things like that. So, um, I, I, I use a lot of freestyle to just get the feel for the song as well, you know, cause I can, it, it's not the same as when you're just sitting there writing to it. Cause when you write it that way and then you go to go spit in the booth, it sounds kind of rehearsed, you know, it doesn't have that much feel to it. So when I do it this way, I feel like with the freestyling, it kind of gives it more like of a, a good vibe and a feel to it though. You're not like sounding like so much like a robot on your verse.
3: Like too much force. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like you're just reading it. You know what I mean? Like you're just reading it off of paper instead of just spitting it off of your, from the heart, you know?
3: And that's funny. Cause uh, everybody's different. Uh, uh, 88 Killer, We, we interviewed him, uh, last week and he was saying the exact opposite. He's like, man, I got you on paper, but you try to, I thought you asked me to freestyle you don't think I suck.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah, I'm kind of lucky in that, in that place because I could do both, you know what I mean? That's, that's one of my biggest strengths I feel like is I can just, just start freestyling or whatever it is. Like I said, I do it to whatever kind of beat. I've done it with rock bands. I've done it with jazz bands, <laughs> whatever, you know, just done it to crazy beats. I've even done like old covers like, um, Tom Petty songs and shit like that. Just get the beat and just rap right over it, you know?
3: shit see i i man i was uh i was talking to hula earlier and we were talking about um and i told him like you kind of remind me of the the your voice and how you come on the flow sometimes how you remind me of like the lead singer to lincoln park and i'm like so oh, yeah. yeah so when you were talking about like you you'll come on any beat like that that yeah that definitely that's what i see in my mind man oh by the way you know you got sin sin is, I think it is. Uh, it's or it's when you can see sound and color. So that's fucking rare, bro. Oh. You rare bro. Well, that's nice
2: to know that. I didn't even know there was
3: a name for it. <laughs> yes, sir, <laughs> man. I had a girlfriend that used to have that. She used to tell me all the time she could hear sound. was color her name? And
1: shit. Shout outs,
3: Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out, Rachel. Rachel She's Rachel Eric now. She is. She married in London. So, uh, shout out Rachel Rachel how strong How solid yet, Rachel
1: how solid Is that marriage In a scale of 1 to 10 Make sure you drop A <laughs> comment on Facebook
3: <laughs> Drop, drop one uh, on, you gonna uh, give me a drop one <laughs> So um, G Styles uh, How important Is that versatility When it comes to your flow Do you think It feels smarter To stick to one style And perfect that um, Or Do you Do you feel like It it's better to switch it up, um, and, and keep it, uh, just, I don't know, just keep it creative. Yeah. I like, uh, being able to mix it all
2: up myself, but I have been, I have thought of that before though. So I've been like, should I just stick straight boom bath style or should I do more of a, you know, mainstream style or whatever the case is. But, uh, once I start kind of working on stuff, as you can kind of even see that, like, um, I said I'm doing this, this album now is gonna be more boom bap and old school uh, sampling and all this different stuff so it's not gonna be any kind of trap music at all on there but uh, uh, you know the Midnight Mixtape that I just released that's uh, a lot of trap beats and stuff on there actually so uh, I just get bored sometimes so like actually when I put together a Midnight Mixtape I uh, actually wrote and recorded that while I was doing this other album that I'm working on now because I just got so bored with doing one style the whole time so I was like I'm gonna do this now, you know, for a little bit just to kind of break things up. And I did it as a mixtape so that I didn't have to worry so much like about being tedious about every little tiny part of the song, you know. Because on a mixtape, you can kind of just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be perfect sounding. It doesn't have to be anything. You know, it's just fun. Pretty That's why I feel about mixtape, at least, is that you don't have to worry about it selling all these copies. Because most of the time you're either giving it away for free or you're not making much off of it, you
3: know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy you said that because, you know, we, uh, in a, in a previous interview, we were, uh, we were talking to a producer and he, his, his, um, his idea was, you know, if you want to really be hot, then you got to look at the top five tracks and copy those and your style, I feel would work better because you give, uh, you know, a plethora of different views and, uh, different like flows. It just sounds, it's not every track is the same. So I really feel what you're doing is working for you. Uh, On a, on a side note, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but uh, a popular rap sound that uh, it's been been labeled emo rap, you know, the minor key beats and uh, you know, the really emotional more side of uh, music um, which I don't really feel it's emotional at all. I think all, all even rap has some emotion behind it, but what do you, how do you think that is that uh, you know, this, the forefront of hip hop, I feel, has uh, the label of emo rap. That's a good question. I don't
2: really know why people started labeling it that lately. I think um, I think maybe because when the uh, rap first came out, it was raw. You know, everything about hip hop was raw. You like There wasn't too many, like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say soft, but like, you know what I mean, like uh, soft MCs kind of that would do any kind of like, they didn't want to. There was no rappers back then that sang, you know what I mean? so yeah. there's a lot of rappers that do that now like Drake and you know 50 Cent even I think he was one of the first ones to start doing that where they kind of did their own singing on the choruses and stuff and I think when the hip-hop first came out you know like Tupac and all these cats like that it was all about being you know as hard as you could be as far as you know if you're the front man of a hip-hop group you had to be the hardest out of everybody mm-hmm. there and I think now I think people are kind of more getting into they like to do different things so they I think Maybe that's why the emotion comes in picture because a lot of the, uh, the mainstream songs uh, do have more of like a you know they're, they're a love song or a breakup song or something like that and they have more of an emotion to it I guess because you don't you know if you listen to the '90s hip hop compared to hip hop now there's definitely a lot more uh, emotions as far as like your touchy-feely feelings. (laughs) You know what I mean? And the other, (laughs) you know, they had feelings feelings and stuff like that, of course, you know, in the beginning, but it was more like the struggle, you know, the shit you had to go through every single day just to get by. And now it's more like, people don't struggle like that no more. That's the difference, too, is back in the day, shit. I don't know, it was so hard, like if you were struggling to even eat, it was so hard to be able to hustle up something and be able to even eat. Nowadays, you can up pretty fast you know things you can go get something to eat for pretty pretty cheap and Jeez. the struggle isn't the same you know what i'm saying
3: yeah that's a good point um and the reason why i brought that up about the uh the emo rap is because when i listen to your music you know i get such a a positive vibe off of you um and i just want you to you know what's your message behind your music can you tell us a little bit more about that
2: yeah, so I like to keep it positive most of the time. That's kind of, I think, what's gotten me a lot of gigs and stuff because I do work with a lot of different... Like, I, I'm probably one of the very few hip-hop artists that gets booked on these big gigs with, like I said, folk bands and bluegrass acts and rock bands and stuff because uh, I don't scare the crowd away so much. I think when I get up on stage, I'm not all up in your face with with stuff you know that you can't really relate to. You know, the average person doesn't relate to people that are rapping about how much money cars bitches they got, you know what I mean? And, know, uh, I think we've gotten into a, such a world too, that it's kind of the point where it's not even cool to like say that kind of shit anymore, you know?
1: Yeah. People kind of
2: so, <laughs> get,
1: getting away from that. Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and then there's a lot of these rappers too, that just rap about the shit and don't actually live any of that. So that's what I didn't want to be when I started doing rap is I didn't want to be that. Um, I don't know what you call it. I guess, uh, the prop gangster or whatever the, yeah, the fake studio rapper, you know, the rapper that talks about this shit that they have no clue about.
1: So, so I don't know.
2: I just like, I like being authentic with it. That's just the way I feel.
1: So you're currently working on a, on a new album called Nomad, which we talked about earlier. So let's, let's get into this project here. Let's talk about this project a little bit more. Um, what can people expect on, on, on the Nomad project? um, you know, as far as the content, the features, how many tracks. Talk to us about the project.
2: So I can't really reveal how much tracks it has because I'm still kind of working on <laughs> what I'm, I'm still kind of <laughs> cutting tracks and adding tracks and doing this and that. But uh, it is going to have some monster features on. I actually just got C. Ray's Walls. Um, if you're not really real familiar with C. Ray's Walls, he was on uh, Def Jooks Records. And uh, he blew up. He was on MTV for a long time with uh, a couple of singles. And uh, he still does a lot of big stuff. And uh, he kind of has that Wu Tang style, you know. Like, I think he's actually done a lot of songs with the Wu Tang before, like uh, members of the Wu Tang. And I know he's done songs with a ton of people. Al uh, P, he's done songs with, you know, from uh, Run the Jewels. Yeah. Um, oh, he's yeah. done a b- yeah, yeah, so he's up there, you know. They even actually, uh, that's the other part that I was having problems with right now, is uh, he's such a big feature that uh, Spotify giving me a hassle. They want him to uh, send them either a copy of. Like some, some kind of uh, authentic email that basically says that he's given me permission to use that verse.
1: That's fucking you know wild. I mean, in order
2: to, yeah, it is wild. In order to even just put it on Spotify, you know, I've never had that problem before. I just put it out there and it's it's good to go. But he's such a big act that I actually have to get his permission <laughs> to be able to do that, you know.
3: Moving on up. But, uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but
2: he's such a cool cat that he was able to do that for me, you know. So so that's going to be coming out soon. And then another big feature I have there is uh, Blueprint. And Blueprint's been around for a good while. He was with a uh, Soul Position and uh, if you've ever heard of uh Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. He was with our Rhymesayers for a long time doing a bunch of really good albums. So uh he's up there a bit too, so I'm assuming I'm gonna end up going through the same problem with uh yeah. getting the permission and stuff.
3: <laughs> Those are good problems though.
2: Yeah,
1: I was about to say that's Those a, a good, good problem, a good to
2: problem have. though, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so the first time I've ever ran into this much red tape, you know, just trying to put an album out and I've already uh had a couple of problems just in general, just uh, trying to put stuff together. So I, I have some really monster like producers on here too. I have uh, this cat that I've been working with for a while. Uh, I'm not sure if you've uh, heard my single that I've already dropped from the Nomads called uh, "Summer Dreams," and uh, mm-hmm. it was produced by uh, my man uh, Atma, and he actually uh, is, is uh, doing a couple of different beats on this uh, project. And that dude does some monster shit. It's, he kind of does this. The kind of beats that uh, you know, Conway and uh, Wes had done would be doing tracks over. So it's real smooth, kind of like, I don't know, it's it's real gritty. I don't know, I don't even know what you would call this gritty hip-hop. Yeah. So I got a couple of beats from him, and then I got this other cat named Nate Larson that I've been working with too. He's a real good real good guy, and he's doing a bunch of, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Chicharrones. Um, who are other groups? Does he work with them?
1: Oh, I thought you mentioned charrones. I was like, yeah, we, we, we eat them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> heard of that <laughs> food, right? Yeah. Uh, no, but there's a group that's called that, but there, I think they're, uh, I'm not sure exactly where they're out of, but uh, he's produced for them, done a bunch of stuff for people in general, uh, you know, in New Mexico and stuff like that. And wow. uh, he's doing a lot of, he does a lot of like soul type music. So that's why I really like working with him. Cause I, I like that soul element. So that's what this project's going to have more like, it's going to sound like that old school, like soul with a uh, mix with some hip hop in there, you know, and I'm kind of adding a little bit of a new flavor in there as well. You know, I'm not trying to go straight up just getting it. To sound like a nineties record, you know, it's yeah. going to have like that nineties feel to it, but it's going to also have that new style to it. Nice.
3: Nice. So are you going to be repressing CDs or is it all going to be digital? So I
2: usually do both. So that's what I was even planning on maybe even doing vinyl for this particular release. Just to kind of take it over to the old school. Because what I did is uh, I made like this comic book cover for uh, for the inside sleeve. And so I wanted to kind of take it back to that old feel too. You know, like old school. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember uh, the AT Aliens uh, from Outcast, How it had like a comic book full theme inside Hell. of it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Hell yeah. Yeah, was dope yeah so it's going
2: to kind of have that. And I have stickers and stuff like that, that are
3: coming out with all these cool little things. dude that's dope hey my last question um so when you when you think of Nomad you think about the album and I know it's not finished in its entirety but right now when you think of Nomad what color comes to mind blue for sure I was thinking blue how the fuck (laughs) (laughs) look at y'all bonding I'm excited Oh man! Oh shit! Yeah.
2: So uh, yeah, and the thing about it too is uh, a lot of it came from me. Uh, I went through a lot of transition in the last uh, two and a half, three years. Went through a divorce and just moving in and out of places, uh, apartments and houses and stuff. And I was always on the on the road. It felt like I never really had like a home, you know. So that's where the nomad also came from. Is that I always kind of was just moving, and it was all about just wherever my equipment was at. <laughs> that's where I was, you know, producing yeah. songs. So I've actually have. Songs on this uh, album that were recorded in three different locations,
1: you know. All right, all right. Well shit. Hey man, uh so I guess you can say when people listen to the album, Nomad, they're gonna listen to a part of your story of the stuff that you're recently going through. Uh you say you've been working this for two years. So what are your expectations on the album? What kind of reaction are you expecting from the fans and, and from you know the the new following that that you'll be getting?
2: So I'm expecting a real big reaction right now. Um with this one because like i said I, I always like to do better on every project and i felt so far every one i've done has been better than the last but for this one being you know in uh, getting worked on for so long i really want everybody to be able to go front to back on this album i want it to be like one of those classic albums you know that you can listen to all the way from the beginning to end and not have to skip a track and that's kind of what i'm really really aiming for on this one so that's what i'm expecting people to be able to do you know I want it to be one of those albums that you can just listen to and relax to. Nothing that's where it gets too loud after listening to it for a while or it gets too boring after a while. I want it to be one of those where you're just like, yo, I just feel like listening to that track right now when I blaze one up or whatever the case is.
1: (laughs) So I'll tell you what, though, whenever you drop and you put out a vinyl, I'm a cop one so I can hang it up and, you know, we'll keep it we'll keep it on the wall. Um, And just just a quick, you know. For real. We appreciate you making time talking to us. And, and you know, we, we've got to know you as a person, got to know you as an artist. But one thing that's very important on these interviews, man, is social media links. Where can people find you on social media?
2: So I'm monstering it right now on social media, pretty much everything. I just even got my uh, verification through Google. <clears throat> so if you Google search me, I actually pop up right away in the se- search engine. Have you ever done that? When you're going in through the search engine and start typing in a name, it just starts popping up people with their pictures and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they just did that for me. And so if you start typing in G styles, it'll pop up right away with my picture and all of my social media links. But yeah, I'm on Spotify. Uh, you can, and make sure you type it in right. Uh, G dash S T Y L E Z. Cause there is another G style. That's a producer from like Germany or something, but he spells his with the S at the end. So anyway, yeah, if you look me up on Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Tidal, Deezer, pretty much any place that you have you know, music, and I'm also on every social media, Like, you can catch me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, I'm even on, <laughs> I can't even remember the other ones, there's a couple other ones I'm <laughs> on that I can't even remember off the YouTube, top of the head, pretty yeah, much everything.
1: Yeah, we're going we're to yeah, have- Yeah,
2: YouTube especially, that's my biggest presence right now is YouTube, I feel, and Spotify that's what i'm really working on right now cuz uh i've always done all the uh i've always done CDs and pushed them that way you know and done a little bit of digital but uh, i'm planning on doing a lot more digital with this one i want this one to be pushed out a lot to where we're getting you know thousands and thousands of plays
3: instead of just yeah. hundreds you know yeah we're going to make I believe sh- that's going to happen man.
1: We're going to yeah, make I sure we add gonna we're going to make sure we add all your social media links to the description of the podcast before we let you go man um any last shout outs you would like to give besides your your high school teacher? Shout-outs to him, man, because that's I still can't get over that. Yeah. That's fucking dope to have a teacher believing you to the point where they master your music. That that's fucking dope. But uh la- last minute shout outs.
2: Actually, I want to shout out uh players crew records for, you know, helping me when I first start got started. And I wanna say thanks to uh, you know, my whole crew, 8,000 feet, for sticking with me through all the years. Like we've been one of those few groups that haven't broken up, you know, like completely where we hate each other and stuff <laughs> so <laughs> shout outs to my crew you know shout outs to my kids for sure my kids uh actually motivate me every single day they're always asking me when I'm going to become famous so I got to keep going you know to make sure that I do that for them definitely <laughs> so shout outs to my hey. my two sons and uh you know shout outs to all my fans I would say yeah, all my supporters over the years you know they're the ones that keep me going I mean if I was only getting 10 or 20 plays I'd probably already quit by now but uh, yeah. I've got a lot of people pushing me and so it's it's really nice to have all that. So, shout outs to all of them. And all this, you know, shout outs to all the MCs I've worked with over the years. I wish I could name them every single one, but it would probably take the whole interview to do that. So, shout outs to everybody that I've worked with. You know who you are.
1: And shout outs, shout outs to Danny Drinks. This is the second time somebody brings him up on the show. I'm going to have to.
2: Yeah, shout out to my boy, Danny Drinks especially.
1: I'm going to have to look him up somewhere and see if I can find him on the internet and and, and try to get him on the show, man. Um, So, yeah, man, once again, we Recommend appreciate. You. We appreciate your time, man. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, definitely keep an eye out on your on your new album, uh, Nomad. And like, again, we're going to have your social media links. We're going to have the, the links to uh, your music on the description of the podcast. So if you're listening, make sure you hit that follow button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. You know, whether it's YouTube, SoundCloud, you know, Instagram, whatever the case might be, make sure you guys do that for my boy G Styles, man. Um, Once again, man, we appreciate you and uh, and, and thank you for talking with us today.
2: Shit, thank you guys, man. I really appreciate it. And I've been listening to the show uh, religiously pretty much ever since I heard about it. I think nice. it's been about a couple, uh, at least, I think it's been pretty close to the beginning. I remember you doing, I think it was like show number seven, I think it was. Oh, that I shit. started listening to
1: it. Nice, nice.
2: So yeah, so shout out to you guys, man, for doing that in the first place. I think that's so dope that you guys even put this platform out there for local artists like myself, you know? I because mean, it's really hard as an independent artist to, to even get your foot in the game at all and you guys are giving us a good step, you know, so that's awesome. I wanna shout out you guys for just doing what you do every day.
1: Alrighty, man. We appreciate that, man. Appreciate and, that, man. And and thanks yeah. thanks for the support as well, man. We we appreciate you tuning in. Um and shit, hey, just keep keep it going, man. Best of luck to you, and uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll, we'll be picking up your projects coming up.
2: Sounds not man, thank y'all, and uh, much love. We'll talk to you in the future, hopefully.
1: Already, absolutely.
0: The dreams that summer brings. We'll have you missing things And suffering? Fixing things that others see. Empty promises of y'all working, exercise it. y'all hurts from telling lies and inhaling pride. We're all guilty of the goals we never reach. I tell myself every year to practice what I preach. But here I am again, acting like I never said it. Don't kick it in doors the whole time. Cause you'll regret it. Straight chasing all these themes we see on TV. Too busy with the memes, stuck on Facebook and IG. You can find me at the mall chasing freaks. Now nah, I'm just kidding, ladies, I be lacing up the beast. Trying to find time for all these summer flings. But in due time, watch as the summer leaves. Then it's back to the drawing board of wanting more. Like a chisel bar and fancy cars that you can't afford. Get it all. Kids out of school, I need some alcohol, they need some Adderall What's the protocol for summer nights, chillin' Six packin' zigzags, beats turned to the ceiling We're willing to enable it, flip the paper. we we'll are turn in the tables, avoiding the labels These people keep stumbling, the race is running They keep on crumbling, stuck in the stable Hey you, quit preaching like you got the key To unlock the secrets of this life and what it really means I avoid a scene every time I hear it And I embrace a little change while others choose to fear it But I remain fearless, plantin' summer dreams inside the springs Put your phone down and interact with human beings That's the thing we all want but never give Promoting all the wealth we all want but never live Rain is like a sieve in one ear and out the other But I'll tell you this much, I could use another summer
1: Summer dreams! That was G-Styles from Denver, Colorado Shout out to that boy G-Styles, man I hope you guys enjoyed that interview Make sure you guys follow him on Instagram, Facebook We're gonna have his links on the description of the podcast so make sure you guys hit that follow button make sure you pick up his newest projects uh summer dreams is actually from his latest project so make sure you guys uh, pick that up as well and uh, that pretty much does it for us. Just make sure you guys follow us on all the social media pages at The JVAS Show. Check out the website, com If you're an independent artist and want to be featured on the podcast, whether it's your music or an interview, make sure you submit your music to artists at com. And make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's very important. We got some tight dope shit come to our youtube channel so make sure you guys hit that subscribe button and uh once again thank you guys um hope you guys enjoyed the interview rate it review it, share it, subscribe to the podcast, let us know what you want to hear and make sure you guys tune in every Monday, every Wednesday and every Friday to the underdog, the underdogs where we showcase the music from all this talent that we have on the show. Once again, I am J Vaz. It's been a pleasure. And you are listening to the J Vaz show. Baby, let's go. <laughs>